0: You're listening to Asbury University's Chapel Podcast, recorded live from our campus in Wilmore, Kentucky. Asbury's Chapel Service hosts speakers from around the world to inspire academic excellence and spiritual vitality. We hope you enjoy today's message. Good morning. Happy Friday. I want to welcome you to this new day. Uh, I know that we have some guests on our campus as well. I specifically want to welcome guest from the All-Star Band Clinic. Thank you for being here today at Asbury University. I, over the last couple of weeks, have come forward in chapel to kind of frame what's been happening on our campus. There is so, so much to say, and the, the time allotted would hardly do justice. But here's something that is important to me to say this morning. I've found something online that, there have been a few things online about our institution lately, and something that just uh, I I wanted to share with you because I thought it was so appropriate. So I'm just going to read a post that I saw uh, describing what's happened here over the last few weeks. I've enjoyed watching on social media the outpouring of God's spirit at Asbury University. What an exciting time of worship and repentance and redirection by the Lord. The videos of the crowds both inside the chapel and outside on the grounds are fascinating. I love seeing God's hand at work bringing revival. Amen. However, I have to confess, when watching the live streams on social media, my eyes and my heart are continually drawn to the ones that are only seen on the fringes or not seen at all in the images on our devices. I'm compelled to thank and praise the Lord for these most humble servants who are in the background tending to the infrastructure. The people who set up Cleaned and supplied all the different restroom facilities, including the crews that pumped the portable toilets, the ones who faithfully picked up and emptied load after load of trash, the stalkers at the grocery and gas station who struggled to keep items on the shelves, and the cashiers who were overwhelmed by customers, the cafeteria employees who were weary of the prep of food and the wiping of tables, the cleaning crews that swept and mopped to keep all the places as safe as possible with so many shoes passing through, the ladies and gentlemen who prayed over water, coffee, and snacks for the masses, the attendants whose arms and legs ached, after walking for hours and parking uncountable number of cars, the first responders, police, EMS, and volunteer fire who needed rest, but instead suited up and responded to yet another call. The list could go on and on. And let's not forget the family members of each of these men and women who were more than a little inconvenienced by this interruption of normalcy in their families. And I would just add to this paragraph, the students who so hospitably made room at the table for guests and visitors to campus, who accommodated and juggled classes, services, and disruption, who supported one another, and who faithfully processed and continue to process what's happening. Here's how this post ends. None of these people are probably seen as spiritual leaders. They're just ordinary people tending to physical things. In the recounting of the life of Christ in the early church, there are named and unnamed people who were in the background tending to the physical needs of others. My mind immediately thought of a small boy's lunch and the young lad who provided it. It was an act of the physical, not the spiritual, but he probably had his life changed significantly that day, even though he was not featured like the forgiven and the healed." My prayers are centered on the people who are not a part of the searching crowd, but were instead servants to the crowd. I pray the Lord is most surely poured out his grace and strength upon them too and changed their lives in a way only Jesus can. What has happened here over the last few weeks has been extraordinary. And the spirit of the Lord in this place and to see people come forward and cry out with hungry, stirred hearts to have a new operating system uh, for forgiveness, life-altering commitments, as I've talked about. But not far behind to me, I've been so deeply, deeply inspired to see, as it was put here, the servants, those who wanted to serve, those who wanted to make room at the table for others in this Asbury community, I am so incredibly proud to work beside the people at this institution. They are truly inspiring, and students, I'm inspired by you. God bless you all, and please join me as we prepare our hearts for worship.
1: Well, what a two weeks, y'all. I am sleepy. I can't even imagine how you guys feel. These last two weeks are uniquely special in my story and, and many of your guys' story, but I also want to see those who are like, phew, I'm so glad those, those two weeks are done. I have never been on a Christian campus with so many shofars blowing, <laughs> so many people speaking in tongues. So many nations represented. I've never experienced this before. Anybody else? I just want to say thank you. Like literally, if I could just sit here and we could just line up and I could look at each one of you in the face and say, thank you. And it's not even like I planned this thing so I owe you something. I had no I had no clue. I still have no clue, I have not been able to process this. (laughs) Praise God for Stuart Palmer, my counselor. (laughs) I wanna thank the profs. You guys have been inconvenienced. And in the hallways and through emails, you have continued to at least affirm me. Volunteers, if you're in the room, You guys are the heroes. Administration, I want to speak to the administration right now. And I want to speak to my brothers and sisters about your administration. I have never been around such humble leaders. Let's just like call it into honest, like honest opinion. They protect you and protected you when they could choose self and what it could mean for this campus. Instead, they are good shepherds and shepherded their flocks. I want to uniquely say thank you to Pastor Greg. This is your house. You you have sowed seeds in this house. You have been in the secret place. You have been in those hidden, you've been at the coffee dates pastoring your students. Thank you. You're my hero, bro. Sarah, thank you. Madeline, I'm a proud big brother. Students, take a deep breath. You guys all deserve a nap. You guys lived out the very verse that we started this with. Romans 12, 9 through 10. Don't just, this is the NLT, I like this version. Don't just pretend to love one another. Really love them. Hate what is wrong, hold tightly to what is good. Love each other with genuine affection. And take delight in honoring one another. You guys lived that out. You lived that out with me. Because we've had a unique two weeks and we all have a story of our experience. Some of your story is I got out of this place as soon as possible and stayed away from it. And that's a dignified story. Do not have shame about that. This is my story. Almost every morning, crying out to the Lord, can I stay home? I'm telling you, there were many mornings, tears in my eyes. Crying out, Lord, I can't do this. I want to watch Netflix or Disney Plus with my six year old right now. Because I confidently told news anchors that I'm a volunteer soccer coach here, and that's an honor of a lifetime. This is my home. I've kind of butted my way in, but this is my home. But you know what happened this morning? I played with my daughter and she threw up on me. <laughs> Guys, life goes on. I don't have some spirit, spiritual force field because of the last two weeks. You don't either. You're creatures. You're human. You don't have to be superheroes. We will tell our story of what happened the last two weeks. And whatever your story is, is okay. It's okay. There's a guy named Peter in the Bible, and his story was very unique. Peter was a fisherman, a very ordinary man. And in Luke 5, he had been fishing all night, and he was exhausted. And then this dude shows up, named Jesus and says, hey, why can you just take me back out? And Peter was frustrated that he had to get back on his boat and go further. Some of you guys are like, I have been working so hard. Why did Jesus show up and ask me to go further? That's okay. If you're at that place, I honor you. Jesus honors you. Matthew 16 3 through 20, Jesus asks, Peter, who, who are they saying we are? Or who are we saying I am? And Peter's like, some people are saying this, some people are saying this, but I say you're the Christ. Some of you guys, that's the last two weeks of your life. You're like, I don't know if this is revival. I don't know if this is a concert. I don't know if Jesus is even real. They're saying that he's whatever. And maybe you did land at the place and say, I don't know what is going on, but I'm going to confess That Jesus Christ is Lord. And I want to honor something. Guys, we have seen hundreds of people come to Christ in this room. Hundreds of people. Some of you. Some of you made decisions for Christ. And we need to honor that. So maybe that's where you're at. Maybe you're not tired of fishing. Maybe you're like, oh my goodness, he is the Christ. Some of you guys might be like Peter. These are all stories in Peter's story. Matthew 17, he gets up on the mountain and Jesus shows himself very uniquely. It's called the transfiguration. Anyone hear of that? It's magnificent, and what does Peter do? He says, I wanna make tents and never leave. Some of you guys are there, and you're frustrated that this has stopped, quote, unquote, stopped. And you wanna pitch tents. If that's your story, that's okay. I'm halfway wanting to quit, halfway wanting to pitch a tent right now. That's what I want to do. Luke 22, Peter had face-to-face encounters with Jesus, walked with him for three years, but all of a sudden when it got tough, Peter denied Jesus three times. Maybe some of you guys are at that place. I don't know what just happened last two weeks, but whatever happened, that just is a load of. After that, Peter gets back to fishing. He was a fisherman for three years. He was walking with Jesus, and he did what he could do. He just returned back to fishing. Has anyone see, seen Forrest Gump? Raise your hand if you've seen Forrest Gump. You know when Forrest Gump is on the stripping boat, and all of a sudden, Lieutenant Dan is on the, port, on the like, uh, dock, and he yells, Lieutenant Dan! And he just runs and jumps off the boat, and his legs like... You know what I mean? Because he couldn't believe that Lieutenant Dan was on the dock. That's what happened, is Peter had gone back fishing because that's just what he knew he could do. And then all of a sudden, there's a guy on the beach making breakfast, and he gets off his boat, and he has to get to get breakfast. Some of you guys are tempted to just go back fishing. and I want to tell you right now, Jesus has not left this place. He's on the beach making breakfast, so don't go back to fishing. Go back to studying. Go back to sleeping. But don't go back fishing. Some of you guys are like Acts. First chapter, Peter sees Jesus ascend to heaven, almost like everyone ascended or left campus, right? And they're just kind of looking into the sky. And angels come and say, why do you keep looking at the sky? He's not here anymore. Some of you guys need to hear that. Some of you guys need to get off your butt and go do something for Jesus and stop just eating good food of Jesus. And then maybe your are Acts 2, Peter, who with filled with the Spirit, he steps forward and preaches the first sermon, and thousands of people come to Christ. Some of you guys, that's the story you're in right now, waiting upon the Lord, filled with the Spirit, to go forth and preach. Some of you guys will do that. I've seen my brother do that. So where's your story? Wherever you're at in the story, whether you relate to Peter or you relate to me or you relate to someone else, your story is beautiful, authentic, and worthy to be dignified. Because Jesus is gentle. He's not harsh. Jesus is a gentleman. He will not thrash you about. And he wants to know your story. So if you can do one thing right now, walk closely to Jesus wherever you're at. Experience his friendship. It's okay to rest. Last time I preached in chapel, I said I was going to go to coffee at one. Um, I actually am going to take my friend out to lunch today. Then I'm going to take a nap. And I hope you guys rest. Hope I see you guys soon. It's been an honor. Let's pray. Jesus, you dignify our story, and we all have a story of the last two weeks. We thank you that you built a story. You invited Peter on a mission, and whether it was going back out on the boat and starting his life, whether it was doing ministry with you, Jesus, whether it was denying you, whether it was confessing your king, whether it was eating breakfast with you at the beach, whether it was stepping out filled with the Spirit to preach, whether it was walking through the streets so the poor and hungry and and uh, beggars would just sit in his shadow and be healed, whatever it is, I think that his whole story is honored and set in Scripture, worthy to be listened to and read. And I pray that every brother and sister here would be dignified in their story—not selfish, not lazy—but Jesus, dignified, walking closely with you. We pray a simple prayer that we look more like you by the end of this than when we arrived. And we all said, amen. Love y'all.